Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, a reading from the book of Proverbs. Thus says the wisdom of God, The Lord possessed me, the beginning of his ways, the forerunner of his prodigies of long ago. From of old I was poured forth, at the first before the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains or springs of water, before the mountains were settled into place, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet the earth and fields were not made, nor the first clods of the world. When the Lord established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out the vault over the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When he fixed fast the foundations of the earth. When he set for the sea its limit, so that the waters should not transgress his command. Then was I beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing on the surface of his earth, and I found delight in the human race. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is man that you should be mindful of him, or the son of man that you should care for him? O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. You have made him little less than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him rule over the works of your hands, putting all things under his feet. O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. All sheep and oxen, yes, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fishes of the sea, and whatever swims the paths of the seas. O Lord our God, how wonderful your name in all the earth. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we even boast of our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It was September 8, 1966, when the television series Star Trek premiered, and the Starship Enterprise made its maiden voyage, boldly going where no man had gone before. But it wasn't until October 13, 2021, that Captain Kirk actually made it into space. On that day, William Shatner, who was now 
are, I think, 90 years old and who played Captain Kirk on the show, hitched a ride on the Blue Origin rocket and left Earth's atmosphere for about four minutes before returning to Earth. You know, it's kind of sad to know that as much scientific progress as we've made, the human race will almost certainly never travel to another planet that harbors intelligent life. We'll continue to explore our own solar system and perhaps one day colonize another nearby planet or moon. But the time that it would be required to even reach another solar system within our own galaxy is so great that if we detected life on another planet, that life and planet would not exist by the time we reached it. It's very likely impossible, at least for us. That's not to say, however, that it wouldn't be possible for them. Now, who is them, you might ask? Well, if I knew who them were, I I would have already met them. But the point is, it's theoretically possible that another civilization, very different from humans, who live much longer and are somehow less burdened by the many barriers that restrict us from interstellar travel, could find us and pay us a visit someday. And if they can, I bet they will. Because just as we gaze into a clear night sky and wonder what's out there, so do they. The wonder of creation begs to be discovered. Why? Because God wants to be known. He wants to be known. We often speak of creation as God causing something to come from nothing. But that's not really true. God has always existed, and he certainly isn't nothing. Even the ancients you know, had a concept of this, as we hear in our first reading today from the book of Proverbs. What we experience as the created world has a beginning, and presumably it will also have an end. But everything has its source in God, and therefore is a reflection of God. God is perfect, and so he wouldn't or couldn't create something that didn't come from or and, and share in his perfection. But creation didn't have to happen. It didn't have to occur, because God is perfect without needing us at all. So it's all quite beyond what our tiny minds can grasp. But still, God attempts to communicate his being to us. He wants to be known. And one amazing way he did that was through the incarnation, through through Jesus, he spoke to us by becoming a member of our species and by speaking our language to us. In our brief gospel passage today, God tells us that he is not an I, but he's a we. Jesus speaks quite clearly of the Father and also a spirit who are distinct from him, and yet, and yet they're also one with him. Jesus says repeatedly that the relationship among the three is love and that everything that God has, he wants to share with us. St. Paul understands that to mean that we can hope to share in God's glory and participate in his love because, as the writer of Proverbs says, he delights in us. What's crazy, though, in these days of ethnic wars and abortion battles and fake news and school shootings is that we aren't very delightful, are we? But God wants to be known, and he's chosen us to make him known by sharing in his very life, in his very being, by making his beauty and his glory and his love visible for eternity by his love taking flesh in us. Now, based on human history, as we've experienced it, it may seem like a lost cause because how can we go from the mess that we are to what he desires us to be? But for us to become like him is the will of a God whose spirit once passed over a formless, formless wasteland as Genesis tells us, and produced that beautiful night sky at which we gaze. You know, we can't, we can't fathom the how, but, but St. Paul insists that it's certain, so much so that we can boast 
in our afflictions, in our afflictions. Our current imperfection makes our coming perfection, our future glory, that much more amazing, that much sweeter. And as St. Paul says, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. You know, someday perhaps intelligent beings will arrive from a distant galaxy and here they will find incontrovertible evidence, undeniable evidence of God's existence, God's perfection, and God's love in us because God wants to be known and he will be known. That's the mystery of the Trinity of love, invisible before time began, glorious in eternity. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day.